right, what's up, everyone? This is your host, Marco. And this is your host, Clayton. And you're listening to the Pre-Dental Podcast. Oh, yeah. Boom. We still got it. We can still do the high five, even though it's been three years. since Back we... in action, baby. Yeah, that's right. Awesome. So we're going to start this first episode with a moment of silence in memory for Dean Gremion, who was the dean of LSU School of Dentistry. All right. Thank you. Yeah, he was an awesome man who passed away unexpectedly pretty recently, but he was still able to attend graduation virtually it was, with everyone. Yeah, it's crazy. He was such a good guy, such a humble guy. Even though he'd accomplished so much in his life, you would, you would just never guess that, that he had accomplished that much just because how humble he was. Yeah, I definitely encourage you to check out LSU Dental's Facebook page, and they have some wonderfully written posts about him and some pictures that you can see his life dude was awesome yeah completely so on a little bit of a brighter note we have sports coming back in the fall hopefully woohoo i'm i'm tired of watching mini golf and bowling and you know it's hard to get excited about those right sports i mean it's it's a change of pace but still it's kind of hard to be yeah e-gaming has been a huge thing i'm pretty sure nascar had a big virtual race yeah so you know, there, I'm there's ready a lot for of some football. Yeah, ready for some baseball to be back. Basketball. Yeah, I know the NBA is coming back for yeah. sure. They just announced yeah. that. Yeah, you know, we'll see if the MLB can get everything worked out. Uh, I hope so. Might be a swing and a miss there. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> oh, but his jokes haven't got any better, people. But yeah, with some people that have concerns on whether or not we should be bringing sports back. I just encourage you to look up different statistics about coronavirus and just what's going on and social distancing, things like that. We encourage everyone to stay safe and wash your hands, wear a mask, things like that. Don't lick other people's faces or anything like that. That's that's generally not a good thing to do anyway. Yeah, but it happens, I guess. It does. <laughs> so anyways, on today's episode of the Pre-Dental Podcast, we are going to be interviewing... Nurse Clayton. Holy mackerel, that's me. Wow. <laughs> Who would have wow. thought? Wow. I thought I was dental student Clayton, but today, today I'm Nurse Clayton. Yeah, so we, we've talked a little bit about Clayton's past, at least the good aspects. <laughs> the, good, the, good <laughs> the good part. The good part. The good part. So anyways, we're just going to start out. So Clayton, tell us a little bit about your background because obviously you're finishing up your first year of dental school. So when were you a nurse and what, like... To walk us through your past. Absolutely. So I graduated from nursing school from a small college in Arkansas in 2016. And then after I graduated from nursing school, started working in a small ICU um, in Malvern, Arkansas, another small town. And then I thought I wanted to go to medical school. So I started taking prereqs in the fall of 2016 for medical school. Continued working as a nurse on the weekends. And then in 2018, I changed my mind to, no, 2017, uh, one of the 20-something. I changed my mind to dental school. I was still working as a nurse. And then now I'm in dental school. So I worked as a nurse for three years. Two years were in the same ICU. And then the last year I was at a um, cardiac care unit, best hospital ever. Arkansas Heart Hospital loved it. It was great. Um, So it was a journey. It was a journey to get here, but we're here. 
Yeah, and you really liked your coworkers at the Heart Hospital. Yeah, they were right? so good. Um, yeah, and there was a there was a special there was one a too, special, right? There was a special coworker there. I kind of had a crush on her, and now I'm getting to marry her, so that's exciting. If you want to come to our wedding, it's January second. We've already got that planned out. She's actually about to move down here. She's moving down here Tuesday. That's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Boot Tuesday. Boot Tuesday. That's a that's a thing we do at LSU. Not really. Some of us do it. It's basically just me and Marco. Yeah, Boot Tuesday. But yeah, Clayton met his fiance at the Heart Hospital. It was great. They're yeah. madly in love. Madly. She's moving down here. It's fantastic. It is. So it must have been weird coming back to the hospital after being out of the game for nearly a year, huh? So, yeah. So what was the process like getting back into working full-time as a nurse? So we had how many months? We had two months off. From school. School moved, our lecture classes moved online. And so I went back to Arkansas and I felt bad since I had my nursing license and coronavirus was going on, hospitals were overwhelmed. I felt bad not helping out. So I decided to go back to the VA in Little Rock. Um, I had worked there previously while I was in nursing school. And I decided to go back there and help out. And so I just called them up. And usually the VA takes a little longer to get into because it is the federal government and they have so many processes they have to go through. But it was actually really easy to get in because they were needing nurses so bad. So um, I was able to get in there, did the background check, all that good stuff, nurse orientation again. And I went back to work in the MICU and the MICU actually got turned into the COVID unit. So I was working around COVID patients and that was that was interesting. I didn't think that I was, you know, going to go back into nursing so soon after going back to dental school, but it was good. It was a good time. Um, saw some really sick people, took care of some really sick people. Um, there was definitely some sad moments, but there were definitely some happy moments when the patients recovered. Um, for sure. For sure. So yeah, it was good. I, w- I was going to ask, what did you do while you were there? Like, what were your specific responsibilities? Yeah. Since it seems as though everything has been changed. I, I guess relate that to what you did beforehand, like before dental school. So, um, I so the patients that we were taking care of, some that had COVID were super sick. Some were like you know, on the ventilator. The last guy that I took care of, he was he had COVID. He was on the ventilator. He had eight different medication drips going. Um, we were having to prone him every eight hours. So we were having to, you know, flip him on his stomach and then flip him on his back every eight hours because there's been evidence that that helps. Um, so, I mean, he was incredibly sick. Um, so it, it was different taking care of those patients because... We had to gear up every single time that we went in the room. So we had to put on a thing called a papper. So it's basically just a hood and then it has air flowing through it and it's filtered. That way you don't catch the COVID when you're taking care of the COVID patients. Um, So the VA was really good because they had everything you could possibly need as far as PPE and things like that. We never really, you know, were short. PPE. We did have to wear the same mask for a week, but that's pretty much how everybody was because we were trying not to burn through um, masks and stuff like that. Um, but it was it was interesting. That's that's for sure. That's awesome. So, what were the PPE shortages like, or were there any, or how was the tone of the hospital compared to when you used to work there? So. 
PPE was good. We really never had any PPE shortages. Like I said, we had to wear the same mask for a week, but that that was just, it's not necessarily because we were short. It's just because we we're, you know, trying to save masks and not trying to waste masks so others could have them as well. Um, the it, it was weird going into the hospital too because you had to be screened every so often. So that was kind of have of a headache because every time you went in for your shift, you had to be screened. They ask you the same questions. Your temperature had to be taken. But everybody's morale, everything like that was good. Um, like I said, it was different just because there were so many more rules and it was very strict and the patients couldn't have visitors. So that was really sad because, I mean, they no one was able to come and see them or anything like that. So that kind of got them down. So it was definitely different because there weren't any visitors. You did have to be screened every time you went in. You had to suit up every time you went into a patient's room. Usually you only went into a patient's room like five, six times a shift instead of 30 times a shift like you normally do. So it was it was different. It was definitely different. Well, good. I mean, not not good that yeah. it was different, yeah, but, but yeah. good that they were taking certain precautions right. to protect both right. you and the patients. So... Another thing that I was curious about is a lot of people have been comparing COVID to the flu. That that seems to be a trend that's going around. So when you're treating these patients, I guess what similarities and differences are there? Because obviously we need to take COVID very seriously. And I think statistics have shown that we have, you know, social distancing is working to flatten the curve. But, you know... How, how does a COVID patient react, I guess, versus how a flu patient would react? So I think I've used that same, um, like comparing the flu to COVID, uh, I've used the same thing because the way I explain it is some people who got COVID were fine. Like they were diagnosed with COVID. They were, you know, sick for a week. You know, they had some respiratory problems, respiratory complications, things like that. But then others were super sick. Some of them were on the ventilator. You know, they were on eight different drips like I was talking about. But that's, you see so many posts on Facebook because some people who get COVID, they're like, I'm fine. You know, I lost my sense of taste. I lost my sense of smell. I'm fine. It's not that bad. But there's also a lot of other people yeah. out there. I mean, you must have had it because you lost your sense of humor. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, geez. Here we go. Um, but but I like to like I like to use the flu as like kind of an explanation because a lot of us have had the flu before. And while it's made us really sick, it's never made us go to the hospital most of the time. Some of you may have been hospitalized because of the flu. But COVID's the same way. Some people, fine. Like, it, it's very minor, but some people, very, very sick. Um, it was weird treating patients for COVID because, you know, we don't have a necessary, like, we don't really have a protocol right now on how to treat COVID patients because it's new. So we were trying, <laughs> it seems like every shift I went in, we were trying something different because, you know, for a long time, we were using malaria drugs and things like that to treat COVID patients. And when that wasn't really working, we'd move to something else. And when that wasn't working, we moved to something else. So it was really weird seeing that because usually, you know, if someone has the flu, we have a protocol. You know, you treat them like this. You do this, you do this. But with COVID, it's like, we're just going to try something and hope that it works. So, I mean, we were giving them um, blood that from other people who had COVID before to see if the antibodies would work. Um, and 
I mean, there were just so many different things that we tried. And whether they worked, I'm not really completely sure. Um, some of the patients that never recovered, they passed away. But some some did recover. So I, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm interested to see when an actual protocol comes out right. that says, okay, this works, this works, this works. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of long-term studies that come out over the next few years. Oh, yeah, and for sure. Of essentially establishing, like you're saying, protocols just as we have with nearly every other illness. Exactly. And I'm hopeful that a vaccine comes out too, so there's not a not another round of this. Right. So switching gears here just a little bit, but how was it being a dental student during the coronavirus and working at the hospital? <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't even I can't even finish that sentence. Like clearly, Clayton. If, I don't know if you all know, is a very good student who takes school very seriously and studies Gosh. all the time, all the time, so and hard. practices all the time. So hard. <laughs> the worst. Okay, so. The first couple of weeks, I worked for a month, like a little over a month. I worked in the hospital. And for the first couple of weeks, I was working day shift. And so working day shift, as long as I wasn't at work, you know, I could just log into class because we were doing class on Zoom. I could just log into class, walk, watch lecture, not watch lecture. And then <laughs> and, and then um, just go about my day, whatever. But then the last... Three weeks, I was working night shift, and that that was a little tough because I remember the one of the hardest days. So I worked on a I worked Tuesday night, so I worked from seven p.m. to seven a.m. Wednesday morning. Well, we had a microbiology exam at one p.m. on Wednesday. Mind you, I just worked twelve hours, so I worked from seven p.m. to seven a.m. and then I went home. And I, I got home at like 8. So I slept from 8 to 12.59. And I woke up and I took the micro exam. I don't even, I don't, it was just a blur. Like working night, I had never worked night shift before. And that that was incredibly hard just trying to stay awake and switching my sleeping schedule and everything like that. That was that was tough, but we survived, we got through it, and uh, we're here now. It was interesting working night shift. I'm glad that I glad that I did it so I could say that I did it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a new experience. Yeah. Do you see yourself ever working as a nurse again? For sure. School? Yeah, so I had pl- I'm keeping my nursing license active because I had planned to work as a nurse like D3 or D4 year when, you know, it's clinic and we have more of a set schedule because d1 d2 year it's kind of all over the place and super busy as well as d3 and d4 but it's a different kind of busy um so i plan to work d3 d4 year um definitely hadn't planned to work this soon um but i i still i'm trying to stay up to date on stuff because it's so easy to get out of practice because i remember when i had to go in and start an iv for the first time when I got back, it had been so long since I had started an IV, but I got it. We we got it. And then I remember messing with all the, the ventilator and all the different pumps. And I was like, geez, this is this is not a tooth. This is definitely <laughs> not a tooth. But but it, I you know, it came back. I was a little rusty, but there all, we go. It all came back to me. It's fine. Well, we're glad that you served. You know, I, I think what you were doing was awesome and yeah, I'm glad helped to have, a lot of people. Yeah, I'm glad to have had the opportunity to. 
So is there anything else that you would like to add or to tell the listeners? I, there was some random noise. That I, just think it, I think it might have been Winnie. I, I think it's, yeah, the monster under the house. Yeah, I, Winnie <laughs> the monster. Um, take it serious. Like, I know you see so many posts on Facebook and and people are downplaying it, but there are, there are thousands of people out there who have died from the coronavirus. There's lots of healthcare workers who have died from the coronavirus. I know a lot of nurses that I worked with um, uh, before coming to dental school that went to New York to help out. I mean, there are a lot of people out there um, still going to other places away from their families to help out with this. So take it serious. It's it's a serious disease. It's not made up. It's not <laughs> it's not a fake disease. So just take it serious. Continue to just follow CDC's guidelines, social distance, don't rush things. It's all going to get back to normal eventually. Support local businesses. That's a huge thing. Like, so go out, support local businesses. Marco knows about supporting local businesses. I believe someone close to him owns <laughs> a local business. Yeah, my parents have restaurants and hot springs. And, you know, it's definitely affected us all. You know, we were doing carry out for a while and... Now we're not doing carry out because that, that restaurants are opening back up now, but it, it's crazy that people simply aren't going back out and eating, even though the restaurants are open. But just know that local businesses are taking the precautions necessary in order to keep everyone safe and just have patience. You know, that's something else I've seen is people getting really mad at restaurants and pizza shops and things like that. And it's like, we're all navigating this process. There's a lot of anxiety and tension in the air because of what's going on. But, you know, just keep a level head and treat others the way that you would want to be treated. And if you get upset about something, just take a deep breath. Because exactly. it's a crazy time that we're going through. But we're going to get through it because we've gotten through everything else. Yeah, exactly. And, and like Mark said, I mean, we're going to get through it. Just like the treatment for coronavirus is changing, the CDC's guidelines are changing, the way that we do everything is changing. So we just have to be patient with one another and be patient with all of those around us, the administration. I know it's easy to get frustrated with like dental school administration and stuff right. like that because, I mean, we're all having to do things differently. I mean, we're having to go through the summer and getting a week off. <laughs> yeah, summer. it's crazy. We were pretty much supposed to be done this week with yeah. school yeah. not not even not just a class or two but like the yeah, whole thing the whole thing but so we are here it's fine we only have like two more weeks and then we'll start again but it's it's okay it's fine dental school's fun it's fun so we're making it we are anything else or? i think that's it awesome well we're so glad to be back it was a bit of a delay there yeah. you know clayton and i were in different places doing different things but be expecting more episodes coming soon. We have a lot to talk about so from much. externships to what dental school has been like during this process to what dental school admissions is going to look like. Yeah. I had a talk with Jeremy. Awesome. And it's it's changed a lot. But just know that for everyone who's applying right now, that admissions committees from all across the country are taking extra precautions because of COVID, but they also understand that this is probably going to be a rocky semester for a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. And this one semester is not going to define your entire application or experience. If anything, it gives you some leniency. Right. So the dates may have changed. What the interview process, processes, processes, 
What that looks like is going to change. Uh, they actually push back the acceptance date too. It's usually at the very beginning of December, but now it'll be it's crazy a little bit later because they're starting the application opening later, all that. But anyways, we'll get into that. Yeah, don't worry about it. At our episodes. And I'm sure that Clayton and I will find other things to talk about too. We always yeah, we just always keep blabbering. Find, yeah, we always find something. <laughs> but anyways, this has been your host, Marco. And this has been your host, Clayton. And you've been listening to the Pre-Dental, Pre-Dental Podcast. Podcast. Booyah. Bam. <laughs>